kidding me? It's trending on Twitter, the UFO over Washington. He, he actually told the 911 operator that? You weren't listening to the news, were you? No, I, I heard it. I just don't know why you're incredulous. Like it or not, Dave, the, the world has moved on from does it, does things it, like telegrams and stuff like, like that. Does it look like a Martian spacecraft? Well, how the heck would I know what a Martian spacecraft looks like? I've never seen one before. That's pretty funny. Our, our 911 system is... Uh... She responded like I imagine you would, though. No, I can't get on the Twitter. No, no, I think I would have had a little more fun with that one. Would you? Really, as a 911 operator, if you, if you realize that you have an insane person who thinks they see a UFO on the other line, and you're not in Flathead County, Montana, <laughs> don't you just, isn't it a rule that you have to mess with them? Yeah, well, I think you'd be more likely to be able to get away with it in Flathead County, Montana. Right. Welcome back. Thursday episode of Afternoons Live on KFIV. It is Flag Day here on the big show. We'll talk some flag issues and flag stories and flag stuff this afternoon, plus a couple other breaking stories that we will get to here this afternoon. 565-DAVE is the telephone number. 565-3283. Email is the yeah, mazbag, the mazbag at yahoo.com. Two Z's. Chat room open at kfiv1360.com. Eloqui cognicio. Stand up. Tell those who oppose liberty. Don't tread on me. So, stuff that has happened while we've been on the show here today, John. The um, Modesto Irrigation District. Yay. Our friends who... I use friends as a... <laughs> I, I use the term friends somewhat loosely Very here. general terms. Friends being uh, heavily... Frenemies? Heavily, yeah, something like that. Okay. I mean, they do provide us with a necess- necessary life-saving, life-sustaining uh, commodity. On the other hand, they are trying to sell too much of it, any of it, to San Francisco for reasons that are curious at best and downright disingenuous at worst. Uh, they have announced today that the they were supposed to take up the contract on June 26th for the initial sale of water to San Francisco. Right. But they've hit a little snag. Our See, show has drummed up all this anti-water <laughs> No, I guess somebody just forgot to actually finish writing the contract. Oh. And so someone pointed out the fact to them that, you know, it might not be a bad idea to actually have the contract written in hand before you vote on it. Right. And no, in, that their, makes sense. in their infinite wisdom, they've said, oh, gee, why didn't we think of that? So they've delayed it to July 10th. I didn't need to read a big old contract. All I know is we're getting paid. Right. Anyway, the first sale would involve 2,200 acre feet, uh, which is 1.6% of MID's average annual deliveries to farmers and the treatment plant serving the Modesto area. Blah, 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 blah. Board could, board could also vote to launch the environmental study needed for the sale of an additional 25,000 acre feet of water. <sighs> da, 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 da. Anyway, the proposal has drawn opposition from many people concerned that it would mean shortages for in, years, in dry years for farmers and domestic users supplied by MID. Supporters say the income from San Francisco could pay for major upgrades to the canals. Which, of course, is the flaw in the problem because the extra water that they're supposed to have is because of the upgrades to the canals. So you kind of see the circle there, right? You don't, you don't really have the extra water until you've done the updates, if there even is, that the water that you sell is supposed to pay for. Right. 
Well, and then also, I was just reading completely unrelated stories the other day that that were basically saying that uh, uh, it turns out that based on based on computer projections and kind of the way things have been going, there's going to be a water shortage as early as next year. What? A water shortage, Dave. What? How can this be, John? Which is why we better sell this to San Francisco as soon as humanly possible. You better do it now because now you've got it. You know, you don't want to wait till you don't have it and then try to sell it. That, right. w- that would be crazy, John. We might need it then. See, now if you get locked into a long 10, 20, 30-year contract now, then you won't have to worry about coming up with that contract when you don't actually have the water. Right. I hate you, politics. No, you don't. I really do. No, you don't. I don't get the joy out of it that you do. Really, it's like for me, like my end result, like I go home and I start to think about kind of the state that we're in and stuff. And here's what I learned today, you know, and and it's just despair sets in. Oh, John, I have failed you. (laughs) I don't think so. I'm supposed to be giving you encouragement. Yeah, I believe knowledge to be power. I believe that as you know these things, you will be less likely to allow them to continue. Here's what I want, Dave. I want you to teach me how you become gleeful over the, 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 the foibles and missteps of our politicians. Our so what officials. you're saying, what you're saying, John, is that you are willing to become my Padawan. Yeah, or your dark apprentice, depending, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. Well, it would still be a Padawan. Right. Either, either way. Right. That you, for, you will have to decide for yourself whether to use the force for good or evil. I have chosen my destiny. And it cannot be undone, even though that's the whole point of the movie, is that it can be undone. But Do you, you realize that every woman listening just shut up her radio? <laughs> All right, well, how about this then? Breaking news this afternoon. A jury has rejected the claim by Kevin Costner that he and his partner duped Alec Baldwin and a friend out of a lucrative BP contract. Really? I assume there's meat to that story, but I just... I assume it's going to end in in a celebrity death match in the ring with Judge Mills Lane presiding. Now, see, that's what AP is reporting, but Metro is reporting that the the judge rejected the claims against Kevin Costner. Oh, and I'm sorry, I got the wrong Baldwin, brother. Stephen Baldwin, not Al. Oh, yeah, nobody cares about Stephen. Stephen's going to lose. Sorry, you don't command as much fame as Costner. Now that it's Stephen, you're okay with it. Right. Okay, just want to make sure. Yeah. I'm Baldwin racist. Isn't everybody... Everybody's, right, a, yeah. everybody's a little bit Baldwin. Everybody right? has their favorite Baldwin. June 14th, of course, is Flag Day. It's a national holiday celebrating the Stars and Stripes. It's been a holiday since 1949. It's not a. It's not the kind of holiday where you get the day off. You, you still have to go to work. Which I thought was always unfair because... As my father's birthday falls on Flag Day every single you year. You should get it off. Too. I have always said to myself, wouldn't it be nice if Dad could get the day off? Would be. And then it never turns out that way. I did, however, notice that despite the email that went out the other day, you did not wear any patriotic clothing today. So Neither I'm, did So I'm not wearing a red shirt? That says USA on it. I don't have anything that says USA on it. You don't have anything patriotic in your, in your wardrobe at all? I'm wearing a red shirt. I'm just saying the email that went out the other day that said you're encouraged to wear patriotic clothing. I today. saw that. And then it was immediately followed by another email that said, please note this is optional. Don't feel, yeah, don't feel like you have to wear, wear patriotic clothing. But if you don't, you're probably a communist. I wore a red shirt today because of that. 
God. I could have worn my usual dumb black shirt or a brown shirt or something. And I wore a red shirt because it's one of the colors on our flag. Or didn't you know that? Actually, do you know the colors of the flag? I'm going to say red, white, and blue. And you're going to say, no, technically it's not because the red is more of a carnelian or something like that. Right? Right? No, I was just going to give you the official names of the colors, which are not red, white, and blue. Okay, what are <laughs> I knew it. Yes. So, yes, that. What are they then? Well, now i got to jump ahead to this <laughs> other story. That was all set to go, it up, it's jerk. all set to go through this story, but now you're going to make me go into that story. Yeah. The official colors are white, old glory red, oh, and I, old glory blue. I like that. These are the official colors as designated by the Congress of the United States. Now, here's the interesting fact. I guarantee you, you do not know this. Oh, I, I believe you already. These colors cannot be reproduced on a, on a computer monitor. Really? They cannot be pre- reproduced because so of the... So every American flag that you see on the interwebs is, 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 is just a little off. off on its color. Wow, that's cool. They are reproducible for cloth only. They cannot be perfectly converted to an RBG screen display or even for printing. And that can't have been on purpose. Probably not. It just turned out that right. way. And because in 1949, they I'm sure they, they were like, oh, crap. Yeah. In 1949, <laughs> they didn't have any of that stuff. Right. So, well, it's not like we're just going to change it to royal blue. Right. They, uh, they didn't have that. Up until, uh, by the way, up until I believe it was 1912, little, little known flag, flag facts here. We'll start with that instead of, instead, of the, instead, of the, uh, instead of the Google story. We'll go to this instead. Little known flags about the American flag. Little known facts about the American flag. Before 1912. The proportions and placement of the stars on the flag's blue field were left up to the flag maker. So the flag maker could, in fact, send, put the stars wherever they wanted so to. So you could kind of put your own little like you mark could, on it, sort you of? You could do whatever you want to with them. And the stars could be different sizes. They could be in different orders. They could do so whatever if, you want. If you really hate North Dakota, you could give them just a really crappy small star. Right. You could do that. Um Flag fact number two, Betsy Ross, of course. I, I don't want to give you this fact because I want to get into this this little factoid later on about Betsy Ross. The stars placed on the blue field, of course, were to represent a new constellation in the heavens. That according to the nineteen or I'm sorry, the seventeen seventy seven Flag Act, as passed by the then Continental Congress. So it wasn't um they actually took the time to define it. Only half of the fifty states. Now, that's see, not, that's what I pictured, like, would have happened from the beginning. Because, I mean, don't when it comes to this stuff, they're real specific about it. Yeah, they are. So why didn't they lay out the layout of the star field? Well, because the star field changes, and this As this is one of the states. this is one of the this is one of the things I disagree with the the flag. This number of stars changes. I am of the opinion, and I've, I'm on the record every every June fourteenth. I say this: the flag should be the original thirteen star flag with the stars in a circle. I think that is the best. Looking it's American a, it's flag. It's a really sharp looking it is, flag. I agree. It, it is sharp. It looks cool. It's, I mean, if you've ever seen the logo that I did for the show back before John and Maz joined it, so it was just me. I'm, that's the logo. I and I haven't had before time to redo it. everything. Oh, I haven't had time to redo it yet. Sorry. Um, I'm just messing with you. Plus, I don't have pictures. Of you guys. I agree with you, dude. But I, that should be the flag. The old glory flag is an awesome looking flag. If I were president of the United States, by the way, the contest uh, for the ports game tomorrow night. Sasha Green, congratulations. You are the winner of the ports tickets for tomorrow night. Um, 
for your answer what you would change if you're president. And you're going to have to forgive me because I don't have it in front of me. And I, it was a great answer, and I've forgotten what it was right off the top of my head. Just know that it was good enough to move him. It, w- it was good enough that it got changed my underwear out of the way. Oh, that'd have to be pretty good. Yeah. So uh, at, at any particular rate, I think that should be the flag. And, and if, if, if I were president, that is the first thing I would do. I would change the national flag, do away with this 50-star thing. And and go back to the thirteen stars. But at, at any rate, only half of the fifty states, which by my math is twenty five, have laws encouraging students to recite the Pledge of Allegiance in class at school. I don't know why that matters, but only half of the states do this. Wisconsin school teacher by the name of B.J. Sigrand was the essentially the first organizer of Flag Day. He orchestrated Flag Day birthday celebrations for his students, and the idea stuck, and eventually in 1949 became a national holiday. Flag Day, as you already know, if you were listening in the first hour, shares its birthday, shares its day with, uh, with two specific birthdays. One, Papa, Papa Considine. It sounds so Greek. It's, John, I promise you it's not. John's esteemed father. It used to be O. Considine, and when we came here at Ellis yeah, still, Island, they made us drop that. the O for whatever reason. Still not buying that. You're going to have to show me that in writing somewhere. And, of course, the other is the United States Army, also founded this day. Happy is, birthday, Army, and happy birthday, my dad. Already talked about the, uh, the colors, white, old glory red, old glory blue. But under the United States Code, stars and stripes have specific diameter, diameters. And length to width ratios. You'll notice that our flag is not a perfect square. It is, in fact, a rectangle. And it has to be specifically in its ra- specific in its ratios for length and width in order to be a proper flag. Lastly, uh, Old Glory was a pet name that Captain William Driver gave to his personal American flag. While he was in Tennessee during the Civil War, Driver hid his flag between the seams of a bed quilt and only revealed his Old Glory when Union soldiers finally captured Nashville. When they, the story, as the story goes, they had a very small flag when they captured Nashville and they climbed to the top of the state capitol in Nashville and put it up there. And it was virtually unseeable because it was so small. And someone said, Hey, Captain that Driver. That guy's a really big flag. That guy's got a big flag. Break out old glory. Get your flag and out. And he's all, damn it. And he did, and uh, hung it back up there. And that's awesome. That's the now. Was it still? Was it still the the thirteen star flag? No, then? Th- uh, no, it was thirty six at that. By then, they had changed yeah. it already. Yeah, they they started doing that right, almost right away. Which that I just seem, that seems kind of odd to me. I, I mean, I guess because it's been fifty, it's been fifty stars since I was right, alive since nineteen sixty. Yeah, so <sighs> up until nineteen sixty. I think this is the longest. But when we've you go ever back gone. and think about it, it's like no. Every time we had a state, we had a star. I, it seems like the the original thirteen, because I mean that is such a huge part of the story of why we are, and I think it's a big part of. I don't know. It doesn't it seem to you that like somewhere along the lines, like uh, that became kind of less important. Yes. Like, wouldn't it be good to remember? Why we did what we did, and that like oh. these thirteen, you know, thirteen oh. colonies got super brave and said to themselves, "You know what? No way, no way. We're gonna do our own thing from here on out." And that's it really feels cool. So much better now, John. Now <laughs> I feel like now I feel like we're communicating about what this. Look, I, the the, thir- the the counter argument is going to be, well, you got thirteen stripes, and that represents the the thirteen. I I, I agree. Yeah, sure it does, but it's just a better looking flag. It just really is. I. You could put every flag that we've ever had up there, and we had some really ridiculous-looking ones. If you've ever seen one of the 37 or the 
the the 41 star flags did you ever have a flag where it was just like one star at the bottom that was just kind of like hanging out well i mean they had some official flags they, they look atrocious and and i'm not saying the 50 star one looks all that bad i mean the 48 the 50 i can live with but i really like the 13 yeah. i really do and the other thing i was just thinking about we haven't added a star since 1960 so it's been 52 years. I don't think we've ever gone that long in the history of our flag without, without adding a star. It. So so what if we – I mean, I wouldn't be opposed at all to take it because you know what? I mean, people are going to say, oh, that, you know, that asses out all these other states or whatever. We're not even talking about the states, though. I mean, that gets right. rid of every state. We're talking about the original 13 colonies right. at that point. They're even – this is how bad it's getting now, John. This, speaking of forgetting things, the United States Navy. My beloved United States Navy is actually coming out with a new Cracker Jack uniform, the traditional sailor uniform mm-hmm. with the 13 buttons on the fly of the, of the, of the, the, the bell-bottom trousers. Mm-hmm. The 13 buttons, by the way, representing the 13 original colonies as they have since time immemorial. Now there's 50 buttons and you'll never pee. No. Now the buttons are simply decorative and there's a zipper on the damn thing. Well, the buttons are still there, though. But they're not functional anymore. But does that change the symbolism? Yeah. The symbology, if you will. It changes everything to me. Does it? It just It's its like saying, because when you button your buttons, what are you thinking as you're buttoning your buttons? On your no, 13, that's kind of a good point. You're reminding yourself of who you are. Right. Now you're going to go zip. Well, what if you just think it all really fast? <laughs> I don't know. I think there's something I, to be I said joke, for tradition. But I understand what right. you're saying. There's something to be said for tradition. Yeah. And this this irks me a great deal. It is afternoons live KFIV KWSX everywhere via the iHeartRadio app on your smartphone. It is Flag Day. Got some special flags music we'll play for you here in just a second. Stay with us. We'll be right back. I walked through a county courthouse square on a park bench. An old man was sitting there. I said, "Your old courthouse is kind of run down." He said. No, it'll do for our little town. I said, your old flagpole has leaned a little bit, and that's a ragged old flag you got hanging on it. He said, have a seat. And I sat down. Is this the first time you've been to our little town? I said, I think it is. He said, I don't like to brag, but we're kind of proud of that ragged old flag. You see, we got a little hole in that flag there when Washington took it across the Delaware. And it got powder burned the night that Francis Scott Key sat watching it right and say, can you see? And it got a bad rip in New Orleans with Packingham and Jackson tugging at its seams. And it almost fell at the Alamo. Beside the Texas flag, but she waved on, though. She got cut with a sword at Chancellorsville, and she got cut again at Shiloh Hill. There was Robert E. Lee, Beauregard, and Bragg, and the south wind blew hard on that ragged old flag. On Flanders Field in World War I, she got a big hole from a Bertha gun. She turned blood red in World War II. She hung limp and low a time or two. She was in Korea, Vietnam. She went where she was sent by her Uncle Sam. 
She waved from our ships upon the briny foam And now they've about quit waving back here at home In her own good land here she's been abused She's been burned, dishonored, denied and refused And the government for which she stands Is scandalized throughout the land And she's getting threadbare and she's wearing thin But she's in good shape for the shape she's in Cause she's been through the fire before And I believe she can take a whole lot more So we raise her up every morning We take her down every night We don't let her touch the ground And we fold her up right On second thought I do like to brag Cause I'm mighty proud of that ragged old flag John Wayne for you on Flag Day here on Afternoons Live on KFIV, 1360 AM Modesto. It is um, one of those days that I always enjoy. It's uh, fun looking back at some of this stuff and enjoying all that. John, a little bit of text reaction here uh, to your to your shirt. He's wearing your red shirt, so we've just learned that John has three total shirts to choose from on any given day. Yeah, that's accurate. That's not true. That's accurate. It's not true. So one of the facts that we didn't get to, and I'm almost out of time here for this segment again, is this Betsy Ross story. Do you believe the Betsy Ross story? Uh, it is so... It sounds so much like a tall tale like George Washington and the cherry tree that it can't possibly be true. There's, I mean, I'm sure there's element of truth to it, but it can't possibly be just the way they, they tell it. Well, I guess we'll have to get into that coming up after the break. Uh, someone texted me here. I bet you can't name the three states that were that were independent countries prior to becoming states. There were actually uh, thirty-five. Why would anybody bet that you wouldn't know that? Thirty-five states that were never considered territories of the United States. Hey, Dave, I hate money. I want to bet that you don't know something about American history. <laughs> there were actually thirty-five. You, you, you knock out the first thirteen because obviously they were never territories. Right. Vermont was actually formed as the Republic of Vermont. One of my favorite stories because Vermont wanted to be the 14th colony. Ethan Allen and his crew up there. And uh, the revolution kind of got in the way of that. And so they just unilaterally declared the the Republic of Vermont. And they were the 14th state. They were the first state in after the the whole thing. Kentucky Vermont was like, all right. Kentucky actually uh, made themselves kind of thing. Texas, of course, was... uh, that, but the others, the others that were never, never territories: Vermont, Kentucky, Maine, Texas, California, and West Virginia. You know what I read the other day that I thought was really, really cool was uh, it, it, I don't, I, and I can't, I, I, I'm not sure of the veracity of it or not, but basically what it said was that Washington had enough support that he could have become the king of America, yeah. and instead of doing that, gave up the power to Congress or whatever, calling King George of England. Uh, causing King George of England to to call George Washington one of the greatest men who ever lived. Yep, which and I think is kind of awesome. So we got into a lot of that back in Constitution Thursday with the Twenty um, Second Amendment, uh, presidential succession, where we talked about Cincinnatius mm-hmm. and the Cincinnatius Society, which is not based on Cincinnatius at all. It's based on George Washington and the fact that 
He could have set up himself up. He could have been king, but didn't. Chose not to. Chose to go back to his farm. So what is, do they follow, like, the lineage of George Washington and say that, like, he could have been king of America and, like, if he had, then we would oh, be I part of that family? I don't know if they do that or not, but I know we'd have had some pretty good whiskey because that's what he sold on that his was, farm. That was his jam. I still want a bottle of that stuff if anybody's Yeah, George back. Washington He's, whiskey? Yes, Stay please. with us. It's half past the hour. Afternoon's live. We'll be right back. stealing and it sets my brain a reeling when I listen to the music of a military band. Every tune like Yankee Doodle simply sets me off my noodle. It's that patriotic something that no one can understand. Way down south in the land of cotton. Melody untiring. It's so inspiring. And that's going some for the Yankees by gum, red, white, and blue. I am for you. Honest, you're a grand old flag. You're a grand old flag. You're a high-flying flag. And forever in peace may you wave. You're the emblem of the land I love, the home of the free and the brave. Every heart beats true under red, white, and blue, where there's never a ghost or brag. But should old acquaintance be forgot, keep your eye on that grand old flag. Welcome back to Afternoons Live, KFIV 1360 AM Modesto's Flag Day here on the big show. So, back to this Betsy Ross story. John, somewhat skeptical of this. Others are as well. There's no shame in that. There's I'm just no, skeptical because right. it's it's such a like a like an awesome story where you're like that has to be a little bit embellished. Betsy Ross came from a large Quaker family living in Philadelphia in the 1700s. Interestingly enough, so did uh, so did Sam Bowman. Hmm. Might have to look at that. Uh, the family included 17 kids. Betsy was number eight in the line. Received her initial experience in needlework while she was a teenager. Like most kids in very large families, she was expected to do her part in helping the family financially. Her role was to make and sell the little white caps worn by all the Quaker girls at that time. They still do, don't they? Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. Betsy always put a unique design on each cap, kind of like... Uh, that's one of the things I love about yarmulkes is you can put a, just about anything on them. Really? Yeah. That's yeah I've cool. got a Dodger yarmulke somewhere. <laughs> Pretty cool. It was, uh, it was considered something of a status symbol for girls to wear a cap designed and made by Betsy. While she was still a teenager, she went to work as an apprentice at an upholstery shop in Philadelphia. A few months later, the shop owner hired another apprentice to work along with Betsy. This was a tall, good-looking fellow. He was the son of a local clergyman, and his name was John Ross. Two worked well together. Soon, they were dating during off-working hours. When they announced their plans to be married, both families objected vehemently. John was a very nice young fellow, everyone agreed, but he was not the son of a Quaker clergyman. Oh, an American version of Romeo and Juliet almost mm. here. Finally, Betsy and John got fed up with all the family bickering and did what teenage star-crossed lovers have done throughout history. They eloped. They went to a nearby town, and they were married in 1773. That's awesome. A couple of years later, in 1775, they opened their own upholstery shop in Philadelphia. By the way, this was also the year that the Revolutionary War started. 
John was so strong, felt so strongly about the effort to create the new and independent nation free from English rule that he immediately joined the Continental Army. And, as in all great tragedies, was killed in the war. Betsy was now a widow, sole operator of the upholstery shop, worked harder than ever before at her own business. One day in June of 1776, she was working behind the counter. She looked up to see a man walking through the front door of a shop. He was very tall, with broad shoulders, and wearing a uniform that had uh, a great deal of decorations on it. He was also followed by several other men. As he walked towards the counter... Betsy realized that this was none other than General George Washington, the commander-in-chief of the Continental Army. Betsy, he said, I have heard that you have the very best needlework in all of Philadelphia. I have a very special job for you if you'll agree to it. We need a visual symbol for the new independent nation we are forming. We need something people can look at, feel good, and proud that they're part of this new and free country. That part I find a little staged, but... So I, I have no problem up to this point. The, the dialogue I got problems <laughs> he with. He may have walked in there and said, Wench, flag me. He asked Betsy if she would be willing to sew a flag. Because <laughs> George Washington was a boss. That would Well, he did cuss a lot. That would visually represent their new nation. Betsy agreed. But after carefully examining the rough sketch which Washington had showed her, a sketch which he had drawn the previous evening, she offered a few suggestions regarding the flag design. I noticed, she said, that you want 13 six-pointed stars on that blue field in the corner, she said. They, of course, represent our 13 colonies. That's fine, but I think it would look better if they were five-pointed stars. Also, General, if you don't mind me saying so, I think it should be, I don't think it should be a square flag, as you've indicated on your sketch. A rectangular shape would look better when the wind unfurls it at the top of poles. Washington thought for a moment, then agreed. Follow my basic design, he said, as I've sketched it out here, but incorporate your ideas. I think that that will improve it. Two days later, Washington returned to the shop to pick up the new flag. He was delighted with what he saw. And soon, of course, that flag design was flying high and proud on flagpoles throughout the colonies. Following year, in 1777, Congress enacted a special resolution declaring that this flag design, with its 13 five-pointed stars in a rectangular shape, would from henceforth be the official flag of the United States of America. So it's basically true. I, again, I'm not buying the dialogue, and I know I know historians. Whatever, yeah. I know historians are going to go, "Oh, damn, exactly. other people may have done." It. But you know what? Is there a better American story than that? No, that, I don't care what he said to her. That's a cool right. story. It's, a, I mean, it's still a cool story. If George Washington walked into her shop and just looked at her until she made a flag, I don't, it doesn't matter what he said. He, she was the seamstress. Yeah. She, she, everybody knew who Betsy was. Well, and you know what, dude? This is what I think is the coolest part about it, dude, is that she is a recently widowed seamstress whose husband died fighting for the very cause that they want a symbol of, and she felt strongly enough about it. Like, doesn't it seem to you that, like, only somebody that invested in the whole idea of what they were doing could have created something so perfect? I love that story. And it's as far as story. I'm concerned... Put it in the canon. It's official. All right. I will accept no other story. It's Afternoons <laughs> Live. It's KFIV 1360 AM Modesto. It's Flag Day. Stay with us. We'll be right back.
second greatest trombone part ever written. But I don't have time to sit here and wait for it to come up. So, Greatest part, of course, is the trombone counter melody for the Hogan's Heroes March. <laughs> John Philip Sousa, Stars and Stripes Forever. Uh, you know, I can't hear this without having memories of being a kid and going to the uh, the local community college when we were living in Cupertino and laying out on the on the lawn of like their giant field or whatever and watching the huge professional fireworks displays for the Fourth of July. It was awesome. That was great. Yeah, yeah, that was that was some good memories. The whole family would go out and set up a blanket or whatever, and we would just kick back and watch. It was awesome. It's Flag Day here on Afternoons Live, KFIV thirteen sixty AM Modesto. It's um, it's one of those days. It's, it, I, I, I guess on the Jewish calendar, we we would equate this to a minor holiday. It's not a <clears throat> should be more important. It's not, than it it's is. not a bank holiday, right? Everybody still goes to work. Everybody, but it's one of those days that we should take a few moments to kind of sit back and think about the flag and its symbolism, symbolism, and what it means. And of course, I'm 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 well on record. You almost said symbology. I said it earlier, and it earwormed into your brain. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm well on record as to how I feel about the American flag. It is it is more than just a symbol, and I I do get snitty about that. It is not just a symbol. There is, I know flags throughout history of the world have this, that, or the other, but there's just something unique about ours. There's something special about ours. The, the, the way it was born. I, I, I'm just, I'm sure that there's a movie out there or a musical or something that tells that story. Oh, my fingers across for a musical. How could there not be a just, Really, I mean, it's it's a Romeo and Juliet story. It really is for Betsy and John Ross and how we got to that point. And I, I don't. It's I look at my country's history and I, I think to myself, it just amazes me each and every every time I look at that flag. I'm amazed at what I what I remember. Yeah, sure, I have my my issues. I wish it was 13 instead of 50. But and who knows what it's going to be if it ever turns into 51? Who'd we get? Well, there's a discussion about Puerto Rico and. Right. Or if, like, a state splits up or something into two states, right. like northern and southern or, California. Or if we have another civil war and we have to oh, divide, up, divide up Virginia again or something. But um, who knows what's going to happen? I mean, in the future, nobody knows what it'll be. I know that there are people out there that already have the designs. They already, you know, they've already put on paper what it'll look like if we have 51 or 53 or 58 or whatever. But this is why I still lobby to go back to the 13. I think it's it's perfect. Then it doesn't matter how many states you end up getting. I mean, think about that. When you think of the perfect numbers, perfect numbers, symmetrical numbers, 13 never enters your mind. No. But look at that flag. It does look really good. It looks perfect. It's, it really, yeah. really does. And it turns out like that's what you need to make a circle that you know is for sure a circle. <laughs> <laughs> never, tell tell never, me how that works. I never, have no idea. Never thought of it in those terms, but okay. It's just uh, you know, it's it, for me. It's a very personal thing. I not only in my own service uh, in the Navy, but of course my grandfather, who was uh, United States Air Force or actually Army Air Corps at that time, uh, and ended up being buried under that flag as a veteran. My great grandfather, who uh, fought in the American Civil War as a cavalry trooper, even though he was from Arkansas, buried under that flag. My great-great-grandfather on the other side, John George Bowman, buried at Fort Leavenworth in Kansas, National Military Cemetery. And um, it's one of those things where I, I, I've... Originally, I wanted to be buried when I, when I go. I wanted to be buried at uh, Little Bighorn National Cemetery, uh-huh. but it's closed for new burials. 
That is my favorite spot on the planet. I You're mean, gonna have to go back in time and die then. Right, but but that is my. If you just pick a spot on the Earth that's like this is where Dave feels, that's it. But now I'm thinking. But now I'm reading things. Fort Leavenworth still has some open spots. Can they scatter your ashes there? I'm sure they could. I think there's rules about that, but you know what? Yeah. That's, that's something there shouldn't be really. Who's going to notice about. at that right, point? Exactly. Right, exactly. Yeah, out in the middle, out in the dirt anyway. But I, I, I have this vision of, you know, Thornton Wilder's Our Town, where, where dead folks sit in, in folding chairs in the cemetery and just chit-chat about stuff and watch stuff going on. And how cool would that be to go to Fort Leavenworth and sit a few chairs away from my great-great-grandfather and just shoot the breeze all day? It would be great. And we could talk about what he did in uh, the 40th Indiana and in the Civil War and how he didn't want It'll to It'll be really interesting because you guys are probably into the same things. Probably so. And, of course, all the way back to my great, great nine generations ago grandfather, uh, Charles Holt, who in 1780 served under this flag, under General Francis Marion in the swamps. It, it is a very personal thing to me. And I, I look at Flag Day and I wish, I, I wish it could be so much more. Uh, kudos, of course, to the city of Manteca. City of Manteca... Man, they get the flags out. Uh, you, uh, ben and I went for our walk this morning and <laughs> had to stop every five feet to let him touch the flag because he's fascinated by those things. That's cool. And he wanted to touch those. Um, I wish more and more cities would, would do those kinds of things. definitely your kid. <laughs> yeah, that's for dang sure. Hmm. It, uh, it, it is a very meaningful thing to me and I know to many of you as well. And that's why these kinds of, uh, of remembrances are so important. And it's why it's frustrating when... I, maybe it shouldn't bother us, but it does. Google today didn't have a Google Doodle at all on Flag Day. And it's the kind of thing you look at and you go, well, I guess they're a million, billion dollar multinational. Maybe it doesn't matter to them. But it's the kind of thing that if you really do appreciate what this country is all about, it's not that hard to celebrate Flag Day. It really isn't. And it's something that every person should do. It's Afternoons Live on KFIV, 1360 AM Modesto. Stay with us back in 60 seconds. I just wanted to say also, uh, on behalf of Afternoons Live and probably everybody here, I, because I want to encourage the behavior in the future, uh, thanks again to Subliminally Fresh Food Truck for coming directly to our parking lot. That was so awesome. Everybody just walked out there with their money and said, feed us, and they did, and it was delicious. It was very good. Yeah, you can find them on uh, on, on Facebook as well, Subliminally Fresh, uh, and it's worth checking out. They're usually over by the, uh, I think, behind the City Bank on uh, on McHenry by, at like Floyd there, I think. Right. Uh, but it's good stuff, and they're also downtown too. But the 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 Facebook page generally says where they're going to be. Very good stuff, and thanks to them for coming by today and participating along. All right, that wraps up Flag Day. Just a reminder: best of fun with news tomorrow. Because I got to be somewhere else and get your tickets for the Stockton Ports game tomorrow night. The presidential seat cushion. I can't believe giveaway. you get to throw out the ball. I am that's so, so jazzed, crazy, dude. Man, I am so excited. That's about kind that. of awesome. I really dude. am, and it's uh, it's one of those things that's. That's like the perfect thing for you, too. If they were yeah. like, hey, what's the perfect gift for Dave? I'd be like, well, if I could set this up. <laughs> tell, tell me you did. Yeah. Because I don't know who actually set it up. I suggested you, Dave, to the Ports Nuts. Thank you, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, we'll be back on Monday. Don't forget, Saturday, of course, you got uh, Fire to Wire at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock behind the badge, 10 o'clock house calls with the real estate doctor. Had lunch with her today. Ought to be a good show coming up Saturday. She's always entertaining. Yeah, she's, uh, she's great. So, And then we'll be back on Monday for a brand new live show right here on Afternoons Live. Take the time right now. Tell the people that matter in your life you love them very much. You would miss them if they weren't there. So don't pass up those opportunities. You do not want to have that regret. I'm Dave Diamond. That's John Constein for Mazzy. Have a wonderful weekend, everybody. 
And we will see you on Monday. Well, tomorrow for Best of Fun with News. And then on Monday for a brand new episode of Afternoons Live on KFIV 1360 AM Modesto. Of course, everywhere in the world via the free, life-saving iHeartRadio app available for free at KFIV1360.com. Have a wonderful evening and weekend. See you Monday. Stay tuned. Rusty's next.